1: giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in this same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary.
0: I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co host, Oshun Ojo. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Oshun. Glad to have you back in this thing with me. How are you doing, Queen? Good
2: morning. Everything is beautiful. I'm so glad to be here. Great, great topic this morning, although I'm a bit biased, but yes, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> well, I want you to
0: be biased, and, and I only say that because yes. I, I try, you know how I do, I try to bring on people with different viewpoints. So between myself and yourself and our special guest, uh, I think we're going to uh, hash this thing out. You know very well if you will But let's go get ahead and get our, our guest introduced Before we actually let the cat of the bag On today's show um, I got um, returning guest Mark Anthony I'm going to start with him I'm going to save my first time guest to last on this one So Mark Anthony if you will uh, King say hello to the truth seekers This brother is from the Black Men and Cigars podcast Long time mental dialogue member uh, So thank you King for being back with us If you will Um, or black with us, like I like to say. Uh, With that said, King, if you will, say hello to the truth seekers and introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background.
3: Hey, how are you all doing? Uh, This is Mark Anthony. Um, Like you said, I've been with the mental dialogue community for, I think we're going on like uh, 10 years at this point. Um, Background is in uh, undergrad in psychology, master's degree in organizational leadership, work in the business sector for IT recruiting and, uh, like you said, has a black men and cigar platform um, in which we just have uh, professional black men just constantly having conversations uh, that we usually have behind closed doors, just kind of putting it all out there without uh, giving you too many of the secrets.
0: <laughs> nah, sounds good. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce this brother. Frank Rivers been following him a long time on social media, Views from the man cave, if you will, King. Say hello to the truth seekers and uh, intellectual outcasts. I'm now starting to refer to uh, people that listen to this show for those who are, you know, looking to have some different type conversations than what you typically see on social media. And that's something that you do very well, if you will, Frank. But if you will, say hello to the truth seekers and give people a little bit of your background as well.
4: Absolutely. Um, good morning, everybody. I hope you guys can hear me. Um, I'm Frank Rivers. I'm the host, and creator of You from the Man Cave. Um, that is my channel on YouTube. where I talk about any and everything related to masculinity and manhood, uh, responsibility and respect, um, provision and protection. I'm, I'm here in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. I'm a federal law enforcement officer by trade, um, military vet, army vet, all that good stuff. So I'm just here, man. I'm thankful for the invite, and I'm happy to be a part of this discussion. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fired. So thank you for having us.
0: Nah, no, absolutely. Oh, Shun, if you will, Queen, uh, share any of your background as well. And then you mentioned you might be biased again. On the dialogue well. you no know, For those who are first time listeners. Uh, something that we specialize in is open dialogue, and you know, some people may mention that, but we mean that to the fullest. Um, you will be heard. We also will open up the phone lines and allow you to jump in. We we want you to be passionate, but just be respectful to one another, and that's what we do very well. We do hard conversations on race, sex, and culture. But, Oshuna, if you will, if there's anything you want to share in your background, because I forgot to ask, uh, let's make sure we get that get that out real quick before we go into this morning's topic.
2: Um, Yeah, sure. I'm Oshun Ojo. I'm known as Oshun Ayabeji Shango on social media. Um, My background, my education is in pharmacy. I'm a clinician of 25 years, but I'm also a techie of about 20 years. About 20 of those years I've been doing healthcare informatics. Um, I'm an aspiring author. I'm also a lifelong grassroots organizer and a community activist. Um, I'm Pan-African. I'm an African womanist. I'm a wife. I'm I'm a mother. Um, The bulk of my activism has been around, um, you know, been political. But these days I'm centered on bringing STEM training, uh, specifically computer programming, software design and development, as well as um, commonly used IT methodologies like Agile um, to marginalized um, uh, populations with emphasis on black girls, since black girls and women are so grossly underrepresented in tech.
0: No, I love it. So if you're a first-time listener, Um, As you see, I bring you experts, but we do have the smartest audience in all of radio. So, again, we will be opening up the phone lines after this first break. But to get started, I'm going to start the way I normally do. One twist is I'm going to answer the question first, uh, which is a pretty simple way we start uh, for all of you that are listening. and all of you as guests, if you will. So our start is always pretty simple. We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll get hot and heavy into the discussion. But this morning's discussion question. We always do our shows in the form of a question, our thoughts, or if we ask the right questions, maybe we'll get to the right answers. But this morning's discussion question, what do women bring to the table? And initially, all I like to ask is when I first requested each of you to come on the show, and I said, hey, here's the title. I just want to, if you can recall, what was your first initial thought? And I want you to go to in depth. This is just a quick hitter to say what I first thought. It could be. Uh, an emotion. It could be whatever you thought initially without going too deep behind your first thoughts. Uh, but again, I'm going to answer this first. And typically sometimes I don't answer it this way or I'll go last. Uh, but I just wanted to highlight or start. I've uh, been seeing this question float around for, I guess, a few years on social media. And uh, I guess it was visited, you know, in a sense prior to social media, but didn't really hear a lot of this years ago. And so What do women bring to the table? My first initial thought has always been somewhat of a silly question to me because it didn't register. I've never thought to ask that to women. That's always been my first thought. I don't think I've ever moved off of it, even though I've watched some of these conversations. So that's my initial thought. Uh, Mark, if you will, what was your first initial thought when I said, hey, bro, can you come on and be on this show with this question? What was your first initial thought?
3: Um, my first thought was really just to inquire with women, um, and then ask them what about this question I guess is triggering and then um no, no decided... and then.
0: we're doing the first thought. Just the first thought. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was no, all and ends, but yeah, man.
3: I'll
0: go. No, that's a good first thought. That's a good first thought. All right, um, Frank, I'm going to bring you that same thought. Um, you know, I've been reaching out to you, trying to get you on this show. So when I first reached out to you, it's been some months, some weeks ago now, so I don't know if you even remember what you thought when I first asked you, can you come on this show? Uh, what was your first thought?
4: Um, actually, I agree with you. I shared the same sentiment. Um, it's not something that I've ever asked um, a woman in my entire life, and I've always been a person who, who believed that even if I did ask a woman that um, – you know, she could lie. You know, she could present herself to be something that she's really not. So I've always been somebody who was focused on what someone does and as opposed to what they say. So so yeah, I didn't
0: but it's not something that I've ever asked anyone before. No, nah, makes sense. And Oshun, because you are the catalyst for this show, um, you wrote a riveting post um about a month ago on this very topic. Um, again, not going too deep, but when I said, Hey, I really called you and said, Hey. You're the reason for this show. You know, you are a regular Queens of Intellect member. For those that don't know, I always keep a woman on every show with me. I got a circle of, of, circle of Queens I call the Queens of Intellect. Keep me in check on this show. And so I said, Oshun, you're perfect for this show. And so I know you laughed, So that might have just been your initial thought. You thought it was funny that I reached out to you. <laughs> but what was your first initial thought? We're about to go to break, so don't go too deep with it. But what was your first initial thought when I said, can you come be on this show, Queen"?
2: I did laugh,
0: but my initial thought was, um, women are the table. Hey, I love it. All right, that's perfect. We're going to go into a break. When we come back, we'll get hot and heavy. I'll give out the phone number to open up the hot, uh, open up the uh, phone lines. When we come back, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Join us on the weekend of April 29th through 30th for the Quilombo Family Fun Fest. This event has something for the entire family with classes in African dance, art, drumming, cooking, martial arts, and many others. Quilombo Academic and Cultural Institute hosts a series of virtual fun, games, and engaging classes in order to raise money for their students' tuition and competitive salaries for their teachers. Kilombo Academic and Cultural Institute is an African-centered, accredited school in Decatur, Georgia. Kilombo's mission is to foster an academically excellent and culturally relevant education that produces students who are equipped to succeed globally and are committed to social justice. For more information or to become a sponsor of the Kilombo's Family Fund Fest, please visit them at kilomboschool.com. That is kilomboschool.com. K-I-L-O-M-B-O. K I L O M B O. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co host Oshun Ojo, our special guest Frank Rivers, and Mark Anthony. For this morning's discussion, question What do women bring to the table? Mark, I think I'm going to start with you uh, because. You said something in particular. You said you were wondering what about this question um, was triggering for women. I thought that was maybe an interesting place to start Um, because, as myself and Frank said, it's not something that I've ever ever thought to ask women. But as I've seen some of these dialogues take place, uh, it definitely takes place in a couple of veins. And I'll say from time to time, I've even saw maybe even women relationship coaches or people that I follow explore this question. And I was actually surprised at their viewpoint. And, and it, was, it was kind of worth listening, if you will, from hearing it from some of the women. But for the most part, um, I don't see it happen in a vein where I feel like there's something coming out of it, you know, as, as of good. But I was just curious about you saying, what about this question is, is triggering to women? So if you could further explore that thought, let's start there, King.
3: All right, I'd say uh, growing up in the 90s, this is a question that I heard often but never from men. Um, so I heard it throughout the 90s. I, hear, I heard my mom, my grandmother, and I'm not necessarily my grandmother, but my mom and her friends having these conversations among their friends about what men bring to the table, and there was this analysis about it. However, it seemed to have quieted down for a while, and, and now it's resurfacing, but it's on the opposite side. It's on the side of men asking the question. Um, As women get more into – as women prioritize their careers and have that success in their careers, uh, they start leaning away from more of the traditional aspect. Um, And so while people are searching and dating, it's a very straightforward question, but it also isn't a question that originally uh, started with men asking it. So I I wanted to know what about this triggers – Triggers you? What if I've, I've literally heard women that said they're triggered, they don't like the question that think is disrespectful to even ask. And my notion is it's not a question that started with men, but now it's circled back, and men are asking the question, and it just doesn't fit well with women. So it was just that inquisition.
0: Now that's a fair inquisition, and, and the fact that it's flipped to to women, if you will, is is my guess is where we'll find the answer to your question. But we have a Queen on the po- on the um on the um panel, so if you will on the show, um so I'll let Oshun you know answer that question because it sounds like Marcus sincerely asking, uh you know just out of curiosity why this why is this question so triggering for women? So Oshun, we'll let you speak for all the women of the, of the world until so some of them call in and give us their their answers as well. <laughs> go ahead, Queen.
2: Uh, I want to prequalify by saying I cannot speak for all the women in the world, but I do have my very own um, very deep opinions about this. No, I brought
0: you on to speak uh, for I, all the women in the world, Oshun. That's what <laughs> I brought you on here for. I not be disqualifying uh, yourself.
2: No, you, <laughs> yeah, I need to disqualify myself on that one. Uh, if, you, if you see my social media and how women uh, spar with me on this, then you would know that I do not um, echo what a lot of women think. But um, I think the brother asked a very um, legitimate question, and what I'll say to that is, um, yes, I believe he's correct. It did start with women asking what men bring to the table, but it wasn't all women. It was black women. White women never had to ask that. Um, In the 90s, black women were traditionally, by this point, heads of households. We were the earners and the income makers, and men were largely liabilities to us. And so that's why black women ask what do what do uh, men bring to the table because men were not bringing much to the table during that time period. We had gone from a time where men may have been i don't think black women have ever in this country had the benefit of men being um, traditional earners and bringing the table to them to women. um black women have traditionally because of the shared dynamic that we have in this country. We have always traditionally been partners to black men. We've always worked outside of the home. Um, When We we were in the fields together before, and then after emancipation, we worked and we brought things um, home. Uh, We haven't had the same luxuries that white women have had, so we had to ask those questions. Um, The reason why it's triggering is for that exact reason, because black women have um, carried black households. Black women have been um, tremendous assets to black men historically. And when you bring that question to, uh, black women specifically, and then women in, uh, women in particular in general um, upgrade men. It is a known fact that men, married men live longer, they make more money, they enjoy uh, more benefits of, in life in general, they're happier. Um, that's a known fact. And so when someone is coming to you as if they are an employer asking you to um, interview you know, for a position that you are overly qualified for, Um, As a woman, it is triggering Because it it really negates um, To us, to me It feels like it negates um, The obvious that women have brought to men Historically over thousands of years
0: I like it Um, Right before I go to you Frank I appreciate you got some thoughts on this Um, Mark, since you asked the question Anything you would like to inquire about Or what do you think of the answer Since again, this was your question to a degree I uh, I'm triggered um.
3: No, I. I think that I so. While I understand, I always lean towards um. One, as we move more and more into these independent living situations, uh, I don't want to negate uh, what you're saying, and at the same time, first acknowledge that. So, too, like us in Hispanic households have a very uh, similar financial structure. In terms of women always being house uh housemates and things like that so i just wanted to introduce that but the dynamic isn't the same i know we compared it to white women however their dynamic is much different as you said but the other part of it is when you're talking to a stranger about your own value you're assuming that a stranger should know your value before they know you um i think there's many more creative ways to act however to be triggered by a stranger and you all are kind of really wanting to know the same things about one another, it's just interesting to me. And I don't think it lends grace um, because you can't give someone historical grace. I can't give all black women the same. uh, I can't give black women as a blanket all the same uh, credit because it just, it, it, at that point, we might as well say, there's no point in getting to know you. I can just point you out. I know you're going to upgrade me just by virtue of being a black woman, which I it, I just can't do it. it. It wouldn't behoove anybody to do it, especially the way we date now and the, and the way we go about things.
0: Uh, again, I just wanted to get some thoughts from you. Um, if you will, Frank, as you hear, in a sense, both of their dialogue on this, jump in where you fit in, King. Um, again, you and I um, – to, you know, had the same sentiments about it, and um, again, there's a degree of silliness silliness in even asking this question, and I think that'll give us some context to even um, help Mark out from his perspective, because individually, I hear where he's coming from, but there's silliness in the question, in my opinion. I want to see where you landed with on that.
4: Absolutely. Um, I think there's a degree of silliness to it, because I think what and I don't want to speak for, for black women and I don't want to assume, but from where I sit and from what I hear, I think that, and this is my personal opinion. Again, I believe that black women don't understand the intentions of the men who are asking this question, because I think people feel like you asking me this question really doesn't mean anything because you, uh, you know, there's no, there's not a lot of trust, you know, between us. And so if you're asking me this question, what, why are you asking it if you only have a certain intention for me? And that intention doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what I do or don't bring to the table. You know what I mean? You're not somebody mm-hmm. that may be um, family-based. You know, you may not even want a family or to be married. So why are you asking me, you know, what I bring to the table? If you don't even want to sit at the table, you want to go upstairs to the bedroom. You know what I mean? So, so you're, you know, so your intentions have nothing to do with the table. So why, so why does that matter? And, and I think that, um At the end of the day, um, I believe that a lot of women feel like black men don't have the right to ask them that question, you know, like the sister alluded to, you know black women have been um have been doing a lot have been working have been you know creating their own tables, and so for a lot of the men who ask questions like this, um you know they don't really necessarily have a table to bring the woman to, and they don't have in order for you to be able to um to um align yourself and to kind of bring everything that you that she has to the table, you actually have to have a table. And a lot of black men don't. And so a lot of black women in my opinion feel like hey, you know, you don't have the right or the authority to ask me a question like that if you don't have a table and you have no intentions whatsoever of taking my hand and sitting me down at this table.
0: Now well, I respect that. Uh let me throw this out as well. Phone number for anybody out there listening, six four six Seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, that's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You have to press one to let us know you want to speak. Oshuna, I'll go back to you. And and again, well, we're not saying again, but in response to Mark, let me throw this out. um, Just a piece of clarification as I listen to both of you give your viewpoints. um, Mark, I'll simply say. I think Oshun was, in a sense, generalizing. And then I hear you, in a sense, as an individual saying, hey, can I find out these things if I'm individually pursuing you? And I don't think anything Oshun is saying is, is devoid of that. But I will say that before we even ever heard this question, if you will, you figure that out when you individually pursue anyone anyway, or you should be. Now, sometimes people... Jump all the way to getting married, if you will, and haven't figured out some of these things. And so I just kind of throw this out that when you say, "Hey, I don't want to give this blanket statement," or "I should be able to figure these things out," it's impossible. You can absolutely figure these things out without this particular question because this question has a context that I definitely understand. And again, how it can be triggering because of what you're hearing. And again, this is the generalized statement. Oh, Sean, I'll go ahead and, in a sense, let you speak for you, you know, speak for yourself, if you will. Um, but I just wanted to highlight. I hear Mark and you kind of talking in two different contexts. The way I'm listening to both of you. Go ahead, Queen. Oh, Sean, did I lose you? I may have lost her for a second. I, I got her back. She dropped off and dropped back. She's back on. All right, Queen. I hope you caught most right. of that. I can repeat it if I didn't. Go ahead, Queen. If you didn't.
2: No, I hear it. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, well, you you're, Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Okay, cool.
2: Um, I was saying that I I agree with um, what was been, what's been said so far, and I think that you're right about um, you know individual context because um, our our dating situations are so nuanced. Um, it's so intricate. Uh, the history that we have in this country—it's not just individuals. It's not—it's not like you—you you, you have an entire history that happened uh, collectively that came down to this individual moment. Um, the way you see marriage, if you value marriage, what you think marriage is—all these things are cultural that came down from history. So we can't just say, "Oh, as an individual, I want to know." Um, it's not—it's it's a collective question. Um, secondary to that, the guy said, um, "Yeah, there's other ways that you can get to know a person. When you're when you are getting to know a person, you don't ask them." Um, those kind of questions specifically, because you're watching them. Like he said, a person can tell you anything. I can ask you, you know, I, they polled the Kardashians and asked them if they had ass surgery, and guess what? All of them said no. Um, they can tell you anything. When we're dating people, if we're depending on our intention, we're dating them, if, if the intention is marriage, we already looked for a person who has the, the things that we need from a, a spouse in marriage, or we should. And so my position as a woman who has dated, um, is that any a man asked me that, number one, he didn't have anything, and um, number two, it was a power play. Um, he was putting, trying, attempting to put me in a position where I was on the defensive and trying to sell myself. Um, again, that's why it's triggering.
0: That it makes sense. So, Marla, let me ask you this because, again, I know you very well, again, long-time member, and so I believe you have – or not putting it in the context of it being a power play or not bringing something to the table. Plus I know you very well. And so for you, I think you, in my opinion, simply just look at the question as, oh, this is just a fair question. And I don't think even Oshun would have a problem with it from that standpoint. But as you hear her point out, typically men are doing what she just mentioned can you put that in perspective? Are you aware that some men use it in that manner? Because, again, I think your question comes from a place of sincerity, but are you aware that a lot of men are doing what she just suggested? What's your thoughts on that? No, so absolutely, right? Um, so as I talk to my homegirls and, and
3: things like that, I like, I would never personally ask this question. I I, I still don't like the question. I understand it. Um, I think that there's what I call next-level questions that you could ask. Um, There is the part of, for me, there is the verbal confirmation. So um, I know you all are talking about the observant portion, but I also want to know that what you say is what you do and how you carry that out, which is, is, um, I guess, it starts with the dialogue. It starts with how you articulate uh, your view about yourself to me which may not be as direct as, as what do you bring to the table? Um, I definitely get it. Uh, I think that also, and I think we're just in a world of serial dating, so you just kind of throw a wide net out and, and catch what you catch. But at the same time, um, I think some discernment comes in. Like if if, if a guy's asking that question, and it's uh it's a early it's usually early in the dating stage, from what I, what women have told me. Um, you can kind of, if you're intentional about how you're having that conversation, you're going to be able to gauge very early on what his mindset is towards relationships, how y'all, how you all dynamic is going to work out. And if there's some alignment. So, um, again, I'm, I'm with everyone in that. I don't like the question though. I try to give people grace and understand why they ask that. And, um, uh,
0: now, that's what makes the Black Men and Cigar podcast, you know, so um, cool, because, uh, you know, you do go for nuance. And as you said, even though you don't like it, you're just kind of given the perspective of, okay, if we just put it on the table without every all the context that comes with it, is this a problem? Um, Frank, as you hear this brother kind of navigate. Um, his thought process on it, um, I, I even the idea of him just mentioning, um, sometimes I want to hear what they verbalize, even if it could be a lie. Uh, I think there's some, some validity in that thought. Just wondering what you thought about that as that brother uh, gave that perspective as well. i
1: um, the question for? D,
0: so. Yeah, Frank. Oh, sorry, what, I'm no, sorry. No, you're fine, Queen.
4: Oh, no. No, no problem. Um, so, at the end of the day, I, I understand the point of the question. You know, a lot of people, we're in this dating market, and a lot of people have been hurt, and a lot of people don't want to be hurt, and they don't want to be, you know, lied to or or led astray. So people are asking questions because they want to know, you know, can we align, you know, do your qualities and do my qualities mesh well with one another? Because I don't want to waste your time, and I definitely don't want you to waste my time. Um, so I understand why someone would ask the question, even if I wouldn't ask it myself, like the brother said. And and, and the sister is, 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 uh, is, is right as well. That a lot of times you'll find that the men who ask this question don't have a table. They have no desire whatsoever to have a table, to build a table or to legitimately bring a woman to that table to and to have her sit down and partake in whatever, you know, he's already established at that table. So, Um, But I do understand the question, and I do understand um, why people ask it. But at the end of the day, um, people's actions have more weight than what they say. People lie every day. Um, You know, I, I still do understand people asking it because you can tell a lot by um the way someone responds to a question. You know, if if they're looking away, if they're fumbling, and they're stumbling over their words, if they don't really if they're saying a lot, but it doesn't mean anything. So I do understand there's power in words, but there's more power in how you move. And so I think that we should put um you know more weight into that. But again, most of the people who are asking this question do not have a table and they don't have a desire to build a table. And I think that's where the that triggering energy comes from on um, with women, you know, we're a man, ask them that.
0: No, it makes sense. So I'm going to play a cut uh, that puts this question in, in the worst um, context, uh, the one that's most triggering. Again, we do raw and uncut conversations here. And so I'm going to share. Uh, a stand-up from Patrice O'Neill that is running around. I think I've never even said this word on the show, but I'm going to say it today just because uh, this is the context that has to be put in. But this is running throughout the quote-unquote red pill community. And uh, I think this uh, starts the, contest, the the context of it, of it being triggering in the worst way. And I just want to dialogue out of this because there's a place, in my opinion, that we should get, get to um, if we're going to even salvage our relationships, that gets away from this question entirely, even though all of us are in agreement that, hey, it's not a question that we personally like. But, again, that's the, that's the topic today. We'll be right back You're listening to the Benson Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. For the callers that just got on, you have to press 1 if you want to get in on this discussion. Uh, for if you're a first-time listener, we are not a politically correct show, so you're going to hear some foul language, just giving you a fair warning uh, for this next cut. We'll be right back. And we'll break down, all of us will break down what we'll we hear in this cut This is Patrice O'Neill As well as a commentator giving a few thoughts In addition to his stand up
5: Okay ladies If you didn't have a vagina Like say it was a terrible train accident Right and the doctor Was like we have to remove your pussy right away Or you're going to die How would you keep your man Past You get a two-month guilty, I can't leave the bitch right away because she just lost a pussy in the train (laughs) accident. Can't just walk right out on her. How would you keep your man past that if you didn't have a vagina? Suck his dick. Okay. Mouth. (laughs) Asshole. Okay, great. You see what I'm saying? I've been getting pussy beaten the whole show, right? But I give women the opportunity to say, I'm gonna make myself worth more. But you just classified yourself as a series of holes, but...
3: Wow. Wow, guys.
0: That's crazy, man.
5: Patrice O'Neal, man, he was truly a visionary. He literally put these women in his trap and they fell for it. They fell for it. You see, fellas, if we let women talk long enough, they're eventually going to expose
6: themselves. Just let
5: them keep talking. Just let just just listen.
0: Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co host Oshun Ojo. Our special guest are Frank Rivers, views from the Man Cave, as well as Mark Anthony Black Men of Cigars Podcast. This morning's discussion question What do women bring to the table? As we hear I don't know that commentator's name, but someone who Hashtagged himself as red against red pill, talking about Patrice O'Neill's joke. Um, you know, you know RIP, rest in peace to Patrice O'Neill. Uh, but we're talking about a joke, and this guy says, "Hey, this is putting women in their place." He's a visionary. It's just a damn joke. I can laugh at the joke in the context that it was used in. It's funny in the moment if we keep it just as a joke. But to, in my opinion. To surmise uh, some type of reality for how it applies to us as black men and black women is when it starts to get ridiculous, and this is the context that I hear this question used in the most. Uh, Frank is our special guest. I'm gonna start with you, King. Uh, any thoughts as, as you hear it? Because again, I can separate the joke from the context that the commentary is trying to the comment commentator is trying to put it in, if you will. Go ahead, King. Absolutely. So,
4: um, I can separate it. You know, uh, Patrice O'Neill is is a legend. You know, he's one of my favorite comedians. Rest in peace to him. Um, he was definitely ahead of his time. Um, but I can separate, you know, the comedy from you know from real life experiences. And so, for 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 the Red Pill brothers out there and the Mixout brothers out there, some of them who may be listening. Um, I don't really put a lot of stock in what they say um, as it relates to women, specifically black women, because if they found this woman who met all of their needs, if she checked every box, a lot of these guys still wouldn't marry that woman. They still wouldn't, you know, uh, be in a healthy, committed relationship where they provide and protect and do everything that they think a man is supposed to do. They still wouldn't do it. So it's always this, proverbial carrot that they dangle in front of women. If you just do this, if you just act more like that, then y'all wouldn't have these problems. But but there are women out here who don't do that, who don't act like that, who don't show those, um, those traits and characteristics, and they still won't really line up with them either. So I don't really put a lot of credence in what those brothers say, even though they do have a right to say it. But I can separate what Patrice was trying to say in a joking way from what, from where this brother was trying to take
0: his commentary on the point that he was trying to make. Yeah, the biggest thing I have, and I'll go to you next, the biggest thing I have is, in a sense, if we're honest about what's happening culturally, and I always say this, what's happening on social media is blown up, and it's not actually what's happening out here in the culture, if you will, actually. However, what happens on social media seeps into the culture and is growing. And so social media will have you think that Things are worse than they actually are. However, we have to be honest about again that this type of stuff is growing. And so, uh, the biggest thing, like you like you said, Frank, to a degree, even if a woman lined up, more likely they're still going to take a position of not doing the things they need to do. And the, and the reason I'm even highlighting that is because this rhetoric can you can men can easily attach to because there's a, a, almost a comfort. And downing all the so-called so call, so problems with black women and they're not recognizing it's their own shortcomings that makes this type of stuff resonate who can take a, a Patrice O'Neill thought out if you understand the genre of comedy like it's not even offensive when you understand what the, what the com, comedian is doing but if you can devise this and now make a a a thought and say hey look at how you know how these black women are because of something that a a comedian thought out you're missing that that's your own shortcomings in my opinion go ahead and i want to hear mark's thoughts as well
2: yeah um patrice lumumba malcolm o'neill a comedic genius rest and peace to him um i agree with what you said holy i have two words um intellectual dishonesty um, the comedian intentionally asked a question in a way that would elicit a certain response, right? And we all know that. He asked about a sexual organ, and so women responded with how they could fulfill a sexual need in the event they no longer had that sexual organ. It was expected. Um, if he had asked, hey, ladies, what else can you bring to a man? How else do you benefit a man other than mm-hmm. sex? Then the responses would have been much different. Um and so I agree that um, the clip was hilarious. It's one of my favorite comedians of all time. Um, but it is an example of, like, what you said, how people um, take things um, and uh, decontextualize them in order to fit their own narrative um, and then use that, you know, kind of uh, use it as ammunition as something on a whole. I think that the person, whoever that person was, is not um, stupid. They knew exactly what they were doing.
0: Mark, your thoughts?
3: Um so when we start talking, so I'm with everybody. Like I, Patrice O'Neal, a comedian I love. I think when we start talking about uh, this red pill community, um, I think that sometimes we get caught up in like people get caught up in their own caricatures of themselves or the image that they want to portray and shock value, and very much the way Patrice O'Neill did it. So uh it's a lot of shock value in it and I don't think it is as genuine as people would like it to like to believe but now that there is a wave of anti like this I guess people trying to stand up for masculinity but really they're standing up for misogyny and objectification of women and and things like this so what ends up happening is they zoom in on a very small select group of individuals and then make that so large that everyone that you feel like everyone can relate to this when it's just not the reality. You have some people who just sit behind their computers and a microphone, turn it on and get to talking, and then you have a and they just don't even have real life experiences with the beauty of other people. And it goes men and women alike. And or you have those people who just do all of this shit talking, brothers and sisters. And then they go out in the world, and they're the sweetest people. They're the most quiet people. They're pretty docile. I can't get with that. And my, me and my homie, we talk about this on the podcast. One, we just got to hold black men accountable, especially if you say you want to be the leaders. But then the other part of it is you got to call that out because online it might get a lot of views, but this ain't people's actual experiences. Or if they do, they really just. Zooming in on one aspect, I might have one bad experience, and we just make it seem like that is uh, – I was traumatized so much by that one bad experience, by getting rejected one time, by really not using the discernment that I'm supposed to have and going to get the candy instead of going to get the fruits and the vegetables that I needed to nourish me. And and those people are out there. But if we seek those toxic relationships because that's our desires then we're going to get those type of results, and we don't want to hold ourselves accountable. So we just kind of throw it back at not our decision-making, but this is just what the world is and what the world has to offer.
0: Now, I like that. Let me add to your analogy a little bit. And typically, um, I'll say it, it probably it won't be um, one experience, if you will, that they take and come to social media, uh, but it would be maybe an addiction to uh, uh, that that type of situation. And so, so for them, in their real life life experience, it's several situations, but they're still unaware of, in my opinion, of why they're constantly in a sense in a sense seeking out that in a sense, I'll say I'll use your analogy the bad medicine over the things that actually uh, could could bring about a different experience. Uh, Frank, what you do with views from the man cave is is really a, a basically accountability against all of what we're talking about now. So I'm very interested in, in your thoughts of hearing you know, what we're speaking on right now. And again, the reason for this show is partly because of something Oshun wrote. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. She's kind of navigating it through it now. Um, but I think the importance of this show is for people to recognize if you like this question or you easily relate to it, it's something you need to look at. And, again, I think you work on that very hard with views from a, from the man cave. But go ahead and speak on it, King. Sure. So on view from the man cave,
4: you know, what I really try to do to the best of my ability is I try to get men to look in the mirror and I try to get men to understand that you cannot change a woman. We cannot change women. The only thing that we can do um, is to change ourselves, to make ourselves better, um, to stand on our own principles and be accountable for our own decisions. And I think women are naturally um, want to be aligned in a relationship. They want companionship. And so they're willing to align with someone that they feel safe with, that they trust. And so if you put yourself in the best position to be the best man that you can be, then that's going to change your environment. That's going to change the culture around you. So I want you to, I want men to focus on that more so than pointing the finger at women and saying everything that they're doing wrong and, and what they should be doing better. Um, that's just my personal belief. I believe that everything in life requires balance. Doing their part and a woman wants to be with them, a woman has to naturally balance that situation out. So if he's slumming, he's not working, and she wants to be with him, you know she's going to have to work. She's going to have to get out there and get it if she wants to be with him. So she has to. Um, life to me is a mathematical equation. It has to balance itself out. And so what we present to a woman, if she wants to be with Here's us, she working. has. She's going to balance. She's going to balance that out in her in her own way. And so I feel like if we bring our best selves to the table, we look in the mirror, we point um, the finger at ourselves and figure out, okay, look, whatever these women did to me. Um, I could be upset with that but at the end of the day I have to take some accountability for that. You know what did I allow? You know what did I what behavior did oh, I No, sorry about that. I have have no, sorry about that. Hello? No, Sorry about that. Oh,
0: no, no you hey, no, good? No, yeah, right. I was, nah. Yeah,
4: I was um yeah, I was about to land the plane anyway, but but yeah, at the end of the day um that's what I try to do. I try to get men to look at themselves and hold themselves accountable and just make better choices. That's what we tell women, right? We tell women every day, make better choices, pick better men, you know, do you know, make better um, decisions. And so I think if we want to be the leaders, what we say, we're the head of household, we're the leader, we're the man, all of that good stuff, then at a certain point in time, you have to start acting in a movement like that. And so that's what I try to incorporate and try to speak on and promote and defend um, on, on, on my
7: platform.
0: No, again, I've been following you for a number of years, and you make me step my game up, if I can say that to you man-to-man. We got a caller that wants to get in. Um, We're going to go to a break and come to the caller coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. This morning's discussion question, what do women bring to the table? If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market there's only one real estate agent we call on. Elfram Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by eXp Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922.
6: For all the success stories that we see in traders, there are countless others, thousands, even millions of others, of unsuccessful people who were wiped out. Again, that money had to come from somewhere. These are the first questions that keep you in the game because, again, what trading is not, is not a game. Trading is a practice, is art and science in a way that if you do it correctly, you can make money. This course is designed to help you as a trader, as a young, burgeoning trader, or if you've had some experience and maybe some difficulties in trading, to understand the elements that are involved in what makes trading as hard and competitive and hopefully see some of the success that you probably thought that you would have in the first place.
0: For more information on Blacks Academy, please visit them on YouTube. At Blacks Academy, that's B-L-A-X-E Academy, um, hearing great things about those that have stepped into that class. We had that brother on um, earlier this year talking about the opening of Blacks Academy. Uh, this morning's discussion question, what do women bring to the table? Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. we got a caller that wants to get in. This is my queen, Ashley, one of my Queens of Intellect members, wants to give us her three cents this morning. Um, go ahead, queen, what you got for us?
8: Yeah, I I just want to say like the conversation has been refreshing because I think when you think about dating right now, it it just becomes thing sometimes when people are so focused on like what do you bring to the table? Like what can you do for me? And like are are you are you even thinking about this in in the right context, right? Like are you going to the doctor? Are you saving? Are you managing your money? Like why are you worried about my table? And what I bring, like, I I want you to worry about yourself and be your best self so that if we do come together, right, like, our tables line up. We're on the same page. And I think it's just frustrating when you're out here and people are worried about this and, and there's no foresight for the future. There's no planning. There's no, um, to Frank's point, like, they just want to go to the bedroom. It's not about, like, what what are we doing in this long term? And so I think it's just really good. It's refreshing to hear black men that are hearing black women and and really looking beyond this short-sighted view on, like, what can you do for me? Because if we're if we're working on our best selves and we're encouraging each other and we're both showing up the best that we can, like, we're elevating each other. So I, I don't understand, like, why you're focusing on my table right now because the person that I am to you and how I show up for you could be completely different. It, it might not be, right? Like, it, it's about that balance to his point where – Um, what you bring out in me might not be what I bring out in the next person and vice versa. And so like, you can't be focused on the table. We have to be present with each other and, and really seeing each other for what we are and going on those actions and those words and building from there. But like, don't be worried about my table from the beginning, like, because Mm -hmm. I've been working and doing the things that I need to for myself. So I would hope that you're doing the same.
0: Now I love the thoughts on Shun. any thoughts on, um, with the, from after, um, after thing.
2: I agree with the Sister Holy. I think um, to her point, what she's saying is true, is that in my experience, when, when I was dating, um, men who asked me that question asked it very early on in the relationship. Um, so when we say, oh, we can't listen to what people say, we have to, um, you know, listen to their actions, they're really presenting this question as like first date scenario. You sit down, what can you do for me? Um which is in what she said is it, um it seems very transactional in nature um it also to me um seeks to attempt to um establish a hierarchy um so mm-hmm. i agree with her in that relationships um especially now modern relationships are uh more about partnerships and what we're having are two people who are uh generally um i'm i'm using the word equal not to say the same um as the brother mm-hmm. frank said um uh, you know women balance things mm-hmm. out, women are equalizers, and so when I say equal, what I mean is that we both have things that we contribute to the relationship and and one balances out the other um and because of that, we're not in a situation where we are interviewing people for a position where we feel like um we are we have something to offer them um and they are they are they're getting a prize, is what I'm saying. Um, so I agree with, with what the sister Ashley said completely. That it is so refreshing. Um, I came out transparency. I came to this conversation completely compared to, to spar um, because of what I have to generally deal with. You know, on uh, by large in person with with men, as well as online. But um, as as you said, Montoya, it usually is amplified and exaggerated online. But it's still it's it's a microcosm of the macrocosm. Um, And so it was really refreshing to come to this conversation and have men who even have way different perceptions of relationships than I do agree on this. Like, um, I need to record this and and, uh, play it on playback, like, to infinity.
0: (laughs) No, I love it. That's what we do here. Um, Ashley, uh, if you want to get back in, you know, I'll gladly let you back in. We got some other callers, so I'm going to go ahead and take care of them. But thank you for your three cents this morning, Queen. All right, um, Frank, I was going to ask you what you thought on that, but since we got some more callers, let's go ahead and jump them in here as well. Area code 661-LAST-3362, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion.
9: Um, hi, so my name is Ty, um, and I'm calling from California. Uh, I'm so sorry, I'm a bit sick, so I might be, like, a little bit delayed. Um, but so I guess a couple of my three cents. Um, one, I think it's all about context. I think that you guys are saying that, which is what someone might offer one person may not be of use to somebody else. And so it's kind of it's like kinda of like one of those loaded questions because just because someone else values something, that doesn't mean that the next person values that. And if you're listening to somebody that's telling you you should value this in a person then in a way you're kind of denying yourself a full range of what might be for you. And so for me, I don't agree with stuff like that. Um, and second, um, I, I think, I, so one, I thought a lot of this was really kind of just like on social media because I didn't, I don't deal with that like in my real world. And I don't really hear dialogues like that in my real world when it comes down to dates. But I know I've heard people talk about it, but I've always asked people, let's say you have a daughter the people that you listen to. Let's say your your daughter's in the room. This person is in the room. In the room, whoever the head podcaster is, they're in the room, and they get to teach and educate your daughter, and you have to stand back and listen, and she has to do exactly what they say. Are you okay with it? You can't mm. chime in. Mm. I like that. And so, yeah, and yet yeah, I've yet to hear anybody say. Oh, yeah, I let her go the whole way. with No, 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 I've never heard nobody say that. And so for me, what that tells me is you know that certain things are wrong because you wouldn't allow your heart, the purest thing of your heart, to go through with some of the things that some of these people are asking women to do. You're exploiting fatherlessness. Stop exploiting men's absence. And so if you wouldn't allow your daughter to go through that, what would make any woman in their right mind believe that this man is truly about legacy and would want a legacy with you? If he's telling you, oh, no, I wouldn't want my daughter to go through that, but I'm okay with you going through that, and then if you act right, then, you know, you're going to be my woman. No. People select who they feel like would be a great mother to their children. And so they wouldn't allow their own child to go through that. Why would you put yourself in that position? Don't go for it. And learn how to get up from the table and just go away. People will stop treating you a certain way if you get up and stand up and go.
0: I love okay. the thoughts. I want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Queen. Um, Mark, any thoughts uh, from sure. you, brother? Oh, lot lot that. That's it.
1: Um. <laughs>
9: Oh, so, uh, uh, yeah, and
0: I'm uh, so sorry. I'm long-winded. I'm so sorry. No, you're not, Queen. Don't apologize. You we, no, no. no. We do. It's not not that no, at all. It's not <laughs> he's, he's been listening to 45 <laughs> minutes of information, not just what you had to say, Queen. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, even <laughs> way, no, No, you're good. You're good. You're Go with ahead. Uh, even with what
3: Ashley was saying, even with what Ashley was saying, so by and large, uh, I think uh, dating is, a, especially in this way, you got to kind of train for dating almost. You're going to endure a lot of different challenges, a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds. And so I like to play, like, as a as a man, I do try to take the reins of the date and the dating process because it just allows me to be intentional about it. I know what I'm looking for. <clears throat> if somebody else comes and they're not really prepared to date, to have a good time, to ask thought-provoking questions, that's fine. Now, if that's one of the questions that some people feel like they get one you just got to kind of question who you chose to go on the date with because you said yes but the other part is answer the question keep it moving like I, i to me things like this get very simple and even if if it's a series of questions like this then i get it and you can at any point you can say hey look um just communicate effectively um I think that's a part of the question is communicate effectively to me what I'm getting myself into, and what can I expect. But the other part of it is if that's something that you're not comfortable with, just say hey, let's play let's play this out, and then we'll see if you find that value in me, as opposed to me going through this Q and A. Let's just let's just go through with how we're gonna date. A lot of people don't want to scare folks off and don't want to come off as combative, but you also have to maintain your position because uh if this person don't even show their value to you then y'all really just playing tug of war on what we doing here um, i i i i think that the question is for me it's a just answer it and keep it moving
0: um, no i hear you i hear you let me jump in if you don't mind king um, so yeah. so yeah, and, and because, because I feel and which is fine, and it's, it's good and it's good that you're doing this again because people are listening with, from different perspectives. And so for you, um, I'll say this to a degree: it's relatively narrow to the question specifically, and and that's fine, and that makes sense. I, I think that's good advice if you're going to be specific about this question. Uh, I think the bigger context that we're moving into, and where I think I hear Todd going, is just from the standpoint of how this aspect, this is just so happens to be the question, if you will, that is now moving us into the dialogue of this dynamic of what we're seeing online, or as I hear Ty say, you know, she doesn't have this experience in her in her, in her real world. Um, I would equate that to being um, just based on listening to her speak, uh, the, the her own experiences. It doesn't surprise me that she doesn't see this or hear this a lot in her real world. But there are some people that, are triggered and doing what we heard that commentator do at the uh, at the 1030 mark, right, that are actually using this type of stuff to uh, uh, to basically trigger or, in a sense, make money online with this type of stuff. So it's growing in that aspect. And I'm just kind of trying to bring this huge context here to, to highlight what I appreciate about what Todd had to say is if you're – hearing someone point out, hey, here's what you need to do, or here's what women are not doing, or vice versa, this gets flipped sometimes on the men, what men are not doing. If you're listening to one of these people and they're resonating, if you turn around and ask yourself, would you be okay with your seed getting this information, and if there's a conflict on why you're resonating it with it, but you wouldn't allow your seed to get it, that's where the, the need to be honest is. So I really appreciated um, her three cents in that sense. Um, Ty, same thing for you. If you uh, thank you for uh, giving us your three cents. We're at the top of the hour. Um, but if you want to get back in, come off the one and back on the one, um, area code 416, um, I see you. We'll get you coming in out of the break. We are at the top of the hour. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. We'll be right back. With this morning's discussion question, what do women bring to the table? If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. We'll be right back.
5: You want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. Credit. Credit.
1: money Credit. Credit. Credit.
10: If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong?
0: Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour.
10: I like those. What's their IG?
0: At moneymotivation.co.
10: But do they have any ladies gear? Yes,
0: you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact... Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go, and everywhere I be, be, I don't even talk, talk, they still go with me, cause I look
5: like money.
0: Truth Seekers, please understand, mental dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and disc podcasts. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I will tell you, the website is down right now for construction. If you do want to support what we're doing, Intelligent Radio, the return of Intelligent Radio, keep us on the air by becoming a member at mentaldialogue.com. Hopefully, we'll have the website back up this week. This morning's discussion question, what do women bring to the table Special guest co-host, Oshun Ojo, our special guest of Frank Rivers' Views from the Man Cave, as well as Mark Anthony' Black Men and Cigars podcast. And so I want to um, continue what we're talking about. Frank, um, any thoughts before we go to another caller? We have another caller that's trying to get in as well. But any thoughts on anything that you heard in the last segment that stood out to you or that you wanted to point out, if you will?
4: I do, but I I would love, you know, for the uh, next caller to come up and kind of chime in. I I can kind of add on. All right. Sounds great.
0: All right. Sounds great. All right. Let's go ahead to 416 last three one one nine. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. 119, you're live on the air. 119. Hey, can you
7: hear me? Can yep, you hear you're coming me? through loud and clear. Yep, <laughs> Sorry. Yep. No give, us name, you, yep. Le- give us yes. give
0: yep. your name. Yep, give us your name, where you're
7: calling from. Yeah, this is Leslie, and I'm calling from Toronto, Canada. And um, I'm also a feminine power coach, so I'm going to share my perspective from, from that angle. Um, that question doesn't bother me, because the way I, I look at it is I just I like to ask myself that question, because, like, there's a lot of women that, around the term high-value woman, like so many women say, I'm a high-value woman, but, like, what does that actually mean? You know, where's the substance to that? And so when I pose that question to myself, what am I bringing to the table, then I'm able to, to list, like, a number of things that I know are of high value to men, and that actually makes me feel really, really good about myself, and it makes me feel very confident, you know, when I'm talking to men or when I go on a date with a man so I'll just give an example. You may have heard of the football player, Tom Brady. Um, he's one of the most famous football players. And his wife is a self-proclaimed witch. And she <laughs> she actually does rituals and altar work to add to his uh, ability to win his football game. So That's just one example. There are women that are good luck charms. My son's father used to tell me all the time that I'm a lucky charm. I'm a good luck charm. Like, I always find a way out of no way. Um, I'm an amazing cook. I'm very nurturing. I'm very peaceful and harmonious. I'm an oracle. You know, some women are oracles. They're very psychic. They, They can download all these amazing ideas and strategies for their man that can help him succeed in life. So these are just some of the things that I just never know. Sorry, I got interrupted. That women bring to the table, and I think it's important for women to know what exactly your strengths are. You know, not so much that you start off the date talking about, okay, well, this is these are my strengths, and what are your strengths? But like just to know, just having that knowing that this is what I'm really really good at, and this is what I know any man would benefit from having me in his life, from. I think it's a good question for every woman to ask herself. So that's my, that's my two cents or three cents.
0: Right. Get it right. Get it right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh, sure. Um, Your thoughts on hearing this woman say uh, this question doesn't bother her. She brings a lot to the table. uh, So it makes her think about it. It makes her feel good about what she brings to the table. Um, Any thoughts on that queen?
2: Yeah, I actually agree with her um, in that it's really important to self-evaluate. And to know what you bring, of course, um, I don't think that we're saying that we can't self-evaluate, and that we shouldn't know what we what we um, the inherent, you know, um, value that we bring as an individual to a situation or a relationship. Um, that goes without saying. I think the issue here is um, the energy that is being used, uh, and not all the time, because I do understand also that sometimes men are innocently asking this question. Or um, they're giving you an opportunity to talk about yourself. Or they are, you know, it's a face filler. So, uh, you know, there are instances where it wouldn't be something that was uh, triggering in that way depending on the person who asked it. But in general, um, knowing your worth is uh, not synonymous with um, being okay with someone demanding that you list those things off in order to say, okay, you are indeed a valuable, valuable person to me. Um, Tom Brady, I'm sure, never asked his wife um, if she was a witch. I'm sure he saw her practicing, um, saw what she was manifesting for herself, and was like, hey, I want in on that. Um, and that's what generally happens is that we observe people. When we look for partnerships, I was thinking about business relationships, even though relationships are not businesses, In um, business relationships, um, an employer will interview an employee and say, what do you bring to me? But a person seeking a partner, they they investigate that partner. They know what they bring. They're like, oh, I want, you can benefit me. You'll be a great host on this show. You didn't ask me what I brought to you uh, for mental dialogue. You observed me and you saw. That's sister can bring something to my show and you asked me to come. Um, and so although I agree that, Women and men both, and I'm speaking from a woman's perspective um, specifically because women often don't know uh, what assets they have. They don't know how to verbalize that um, because we are trained culturally to minimize ourselves and minim- minimize our, um, the, the, our assets and our value. Um, it is very important for women to take self-inventory and to be confident and know what you bring um, as a woman, as a person, as an employee, as a sister, as a, you know, whatever. Um, so I'll agree with her on that wholly.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Thank you for your uh, thoughts, Leslie, out of Toronto. Appreciate you, Queen. Uh, Frank, yeah, if you will now, jump in, King. That's all the callers as of now. Again, if you want to get in, if you're out there on the line, you do have to press 1 if you want to speak. Uh, The number to get in is 646-787-1691. All right. Uh, Go ahead, Frank, if you will. Sure.
4: Um, So I think that honestly, you know, there's really nothing wrong um, with wanting to know um, about a person. I just think that it's not really to come out with it that way and ask that way. It's not really the best way to do it. I I just think it comes off as someone saying, you know what, Um, you know, why should I deal with you? You know what I mean? Why should I waste my time giving you time? You know, it, it just has that type of energy. And I think you can go about um, getting those answers in a different way. You know, if you're out on a date with a young lady, you know, you, you ask her out, you take her out, you guys are having dinner or drinks or whatever you whatever you like to partake in, and you say, look, you know, um, you just ask her about herself, what she likes, what her interests are, and then she will naturally flow with that and say, well, I'm into this, well, I love that, you know, uh, these are some qualities that I have that I'm really, you know, that I, uh, I like, that I'm into. And then you could just ask her, you know, well how, how do you incorporate those qualities and, and your interests into a relationship? You know, how how would that how would that fit into it? You know, and so and she'll I think she'd be honestly impressed that you even would ask a question like that and I don't think she would have a problem answering it. Um so at the end of the day, we all want to know what we're getting into. And because, you know, I think now um There's a lot of fear in the dating market. There's a fear of getting hurt. You know, there's a fear of investing in somebody um, and that relationship not working out, being finessed by people. And so people are coming into it with their guard up, so much so that, you know, first date, first phone conversation, what do you bring to the table? You know, why should I deal with you? Why should I call you again? Why should I take you out on another date? You know, uh, why should I even give you the time of date? And a lot of that is, is based off of fear. It's based off of traumatic experiences um, in our past. And that's some stuff that we have to get over. It's not that person's fault, you know, that we um, have gone through some things, even though it, it is going to shape who you are going forward and how you present yourself. But, but still, I, think there's, I, think, I just think there's a better way to do it. Um, and I think men who, who ask that should just focus on making sure that you have a table worth her sitting at. You know, what I mean, if, if you're going to ask that question, I think it's at least fair to have a table. Um, then, you know, uh, to ask her what she brings to it. If there's no table, I, I just think it's pointless to ask her what she brings to it if you don't have anything there already.
0: Um, Frank said, "Hey, fellas, that's a, that's the minimum starting point. If you're gonna fix your mouth to say this bullshit." <laughs> <laughs>
9: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> How how about this, though? Let me get into a a bigger context here. For the caller that just got on, if you're trying to, if you're just listening via the phone, no problem. If you want to get on, you do have to press 1. Again, for the online listeners, if you want to get in on the discussion, 646-787-1691. I I want to talk about something that Mark said early on, just given his life experience of hearing this question. And I didn't think about it until he said it. Um, But, yeah, like himself, I remember... Um, you would, you know, in a sense, what does a man bring to the table? That was kind of the only context that you were hear it in. And I've always, for the most part, I, to a degree, would say that that question has always been around, even if it wasn't worded that way, just because of the expectations of the past, in a sense of what a man would bring, to, you know, to the relationship or whatever. So it was kind of like this expectation. And so I think that the transition to now turning around and now asking women, uh, Frank, I, I see what you thought. Hear your thoughts on this, but I see some, so a little bit of weakness in that that question is even transition, uh, because I, I can agree with Mark in the sense that maybe in the '90s it was getting hot and heavy, and to a degree it was this aspect of, in a sense, when you think about collectively. Uh, African Americans' opportunity and males in particular. There was this dynamic of, uh, you know, what's the opportunity for men? And so, as women, as as Mark I think said correctly, as women in a sense were advancing, in in general within the career k- career, career uh, world, it became a kind of a question of, okay, I've gotten this. So, brother, you know, in a sense, what do you bring to the table? And I think some of what we're seeing now for this question being flipped is somewhat collectively some years of hurt of maybe not being able to bring enough to the table, and now some of those same men are latching on to this new version of the question to almost say, despite all these things you may have, Queen, what do you bring to the table other than your sex, if you will, other than your career, which to a degree men historically haven't really to a degree cared about that as much. And so I think it's a level of weakness that's transitioned specifically for those who basically are wanting to tear down some of those same women who are generally speaking, asking that question in the past. And it was, it's been used to tear them down. Your thoughts on that, Frank. Let me see. I'm talking, brother. I I didn't realize I talked this to the break. I got to take care of my sponsors. So let me do a break and have you answer that coming out of the break. All right. Sorry about that. I didn't realize it was the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Again, for the caller that just got on, you do have to press one if you're trying to get in on this conversation. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Join us on the weekend of April 29th through 30th for the Quilombo Family Fun Fest. This event has something for the entire family with classes in African dance, art, drumming, cooking, martial arts, and many others. Kilombo Academic and Cultural Institute hosts a series of virtual fun, games, and engaging classes in order to raise money for their students' tuition and competitive salaries for their teachers. Kilombo Academic and Cultural Institute is an African-centered, accredited school in Decatur, Georgia. Kilombo's mission is to foster an academically excellent and culturally relevant education that produces students who are equipped to succeed globally and are committed to social justice. For more information or to become a sponsor of the Kilombo's Family Fund Fest, please visit them at kilomboschool.com. That is kilomboschool.com. K I L O M B O. Are you intimidated by money? Well, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves, but when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Mondays, where money meets mental health personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitts. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mental Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Super excited about Monday's Zoom event. You must DM us for the Making Money Matter Mondays as we bring on Ashley Thomas, the CEO of Making Money Matters, as well as Mark Rancher, financial executive from a Fortune 200 company, as well as Dr. Katrina Pittman, our psychotherapist As Money and Mental Health meet. We're having a dy- dynamic discussion of what we should know when it comes to financial literacy, whether you're an adult or a child. So DM me if you're interested in attending that Zoom Monday night, 8 p.m. This morning's discussion question, what do women bring to the table? Uh, special guest co-hosts of Zoom Ojo, special guest Frank Rivers, as well as Mark Anthony. Frank, if you will, um, you know, again, in my opinion, a reason we hear this question reversed from the time that Mark mentioned, you know, in the '90s, you used to hear, "What do men bring to the table?" But I think this this reversal of the question is is culturally, if you will, is coming from a place of weakness of trying to tear down, in a sense, some of the achievements that some of our sisters have in a sense achieved in their careers, if you will, they were asking us that question. And now it's a way to say, hey, we don't necessarily care about what you've done in your career, or, but are you able to do all these other things? So I think it's almost a tit for tat that, hide, that allows us to hide, some of us, to hide behind this type of questioning, despite, as you said, not having our own table built. Your thoughts on that, King? Of course, um,
4: fellas, Um, If you have to ask that and if you do it um, in a different way, the goal is to figure out um, what she can bring to you as it relates to, you know, being a significant other, uh, being a mother. Even if she tells you that she's accomplished and, you know, I went to Howard and I graduated summa cum laude and this and whatever, that's great. How does that align with your vision for her? you know, potentially as it relates to being a wife, maybe down the road, a significant other, or the mother of your child. You know, that's really what you should be um, focusing that question on. And, and I would pose this question to brothers, too. You know, do you really, at the end of the day, fine enough? If she's thick enough, do you even care what she brings to the table anyway? You know what I mean? The answer is more, most than, more than likely no, because I listen to I, – look, I listen to y'all – on on social media, I listen to you on clubhouse and facebook and and what you're saying what you post and comment on suggests that you don't really that you didn't really care what she brought to the table anyway because her skin was glowing it was popping she was thick she 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 knew how to wear a dress and walk in some heels and that was enough for you so you didn't care you know what I mean our relationship resumes don't really support us carrying what she brings to the table regardless you know what I mean because we just like we say women do. As men we tend to overlook things for people that we for women that we like that we're really into. We overlook those flags. So even if she says, You know what, what, I absolutely bring nothing to the table or nothing to the table that you want me to bring, are you willing to walk away if she's if she's that fine, if she's that attractive? And historically and you know, from what I see on social media, the answer has been a resounding no. So what are you asking her for anyway if you're gonna look past it because she's just that fine or that
0: or that attractive to you? Hey, hey, what they, hey, what they said, probably about, by in the last decade, hoes is winning now, right? <laughs>
10: <laughs> <laughs>
0: city, city, the
10: season of the is upon you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So, so like, so to your point, if you will, right? To your point, Frank. But Oshu, uh, I Uh I assume again. Um, Ashley mentioned this, this. This conversation is refreshing. Um, again, I, I, you came here. You know, per, I'm pretty sure you came here with your AK ready, you know, extra ammo and everything. And um, right now you have, you're have having to shoot – I don't think you're having to shoot any bullets, but I'm interested in your thoughts as you hear kind of Frank break down his perspective on, you know, what we're seeing out here when it comes particularly to this question. And, then Mark, I want to get your thoughts as well. But go ahead, Ashu.
2: Yeah, I did. I came ready to spar, um, which is a, a lesson for me. Um, but, yeah, if I, if I use any bullets, it will be to protect the brothers. They these protect these brothers at all costs that's what i got to say um, yeah so the brother made two points um that were very important the first one was that um men i'm i'm <clears throat> excuse me i'm generalizing but we know that all things are not definitive right in general men in right. general value beauty more than anything else especially in a certain age range even my dad who who uh passed away recently but he was in his 70s he, that's what he still did. He still looked for women um, who were his um, ideal aesthetic. And I think that most men do that. That's the first thing that they look for. Um, and so I said that in the post that that triggered this conversation is what I said, is that um, when a man is asking what you bring to the table, most usually what – there's two things. But most usually what's happening is he's seen what you bring to him physically, and he does not have the interest um, or the the depth to determine what else you bring to him. Um And then um, I want to also say about um, what the the caller had said, Um, I'll say what you said, Montoya, you said that the question seems to be something that has turned around, and it seems to be that men are hiding um, in this question in order to kind of – Negate or, or you know what, what women have done previously, or uh, women have made certain accomplishments, and they want you to know to bring you down a peg. Um, you got, yeah, you got a degree from Howard, but and what, what else is there? Because that that doesn't make you a woman, right? And I think that that's, that's exactly what it is. That that's my perception. I'll say that the times I have rarely, like other women, I have rarely been asked this question, rarely, but I have been asked this question, and each time that I've been asked it, um, they were low performing men who seemed to be overcompensating. When I was younger, and I would actually entertain the questions. Now, after age 30, I was like, boy, boy bye, immediately, immediate disqualifier. But in my 20s, I would actually answer the question. And each time that I would begin to list, you know, like, like what I thought were my assets and the value that I brought, the men would immediately begin to counter what I said, um, and they would say, well, I can do that myself, or I can hire somebody to do that, that sort of thing, right? So I think the question is used in an attempt to diminish the value in women in general um, and then sometimes for women in particular. Um, Beauty is a commodity. Beauty has value. I don't know why people want to, you know, pretend that somebody should just look past, and especially men who they say are quote-unquote visual creatures. Um, Men enjoy beautiful things, and that is a given. I don't think that men should be penalized because they like beautiful things. Um, The problem is is that they stop there.
0: Mark?
3: sorry, mother. All right, let's go. So, um I think that I, I when I, when we talk about beauty, I usually say it's a knock on the door. It won't get you in the house. Um and that's just my perspective because I know some people who will let you all through the house just because you're beautiful. Um but I would I would hope that we don't we don't reduce um we don't reduce men to just physical, I think. Maybe I'm spoiled because I'm in Atlanta, so we. Let
0: me, let me throw this to... out real quick. Let me throw this out, brother. And I'm, I'm just bear with me. So, just know that hasn't been said. And for anybody listening, I want to make sure that's clear. And I know you're going to make another point, but I, I'm always I like I just like for our dialogues to be clear on exactly what's been said. So uh, it was very fair to offer that in general. That's a great starting point. Um, like Frank said, let's also admit. That As you just said, some men will go through the house. So that's definitely not the point, but it is a value that we do place up front, but obviously to marry you, you definitely need more. So we're not generalizing that. Go ahead and make your point, but that hasn't been said so far if you heard that. I want to be real clear about that so that you're dialoguing about what's been said. Go ahead, King. Cool. Um, And I appreciate that. So...
3: I wanna. I think one of the things that you said, Montoya, was that uh, as men ask the question, I don't. I don't know if you use the word weak or or, or whatnot. I, I
0: weak um, at one point. I think it's. Is it's a, there's a level of weakness that I see in that question? Uh, basically, based on everything O'Shun just said, is that's the context, and I, so I see it as a weak coming from a weak space most of the time that I see it used. Whether it's just simply posed on social media. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry. All right, and and while I don't completely disagree, I I would like to add that I think it
3: is almost the voice of the unheard. Right, so um, I think that as men are becoming more um, that are becoming less emotionally neglective, they're also saying, "All right, she is attractive, but I still have these things that I need to to feel fulfilled in the relationship." And one of the callers previously said, "Focus on your table." Well, there are men out here who do focus on themselves, but once you start intertwining yourself with someone, it is a reciprocating thing, and you want to know how you're going to be reciprocated. Again, I don't like the directness of the question. I think that a part of it is just, you know, there's ways you can get to that answer. But some people just want to know how are you going to reciprocate. In this swipe culture, when you're going on, you know, two, three dates a week, maybe four or five a month, six a month, you want to know as quickly as possible how to get through the murkiness of mm-hmm. this dating atmosphere, and um, it's not. If, it, if you're asking, is it effective? I don't think so. If you're asking, is it efficient? Possibly. Um, That's just my 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 I, my thoughts on that.
0: Let me let me let me give you some credence on what you're saying because I do see this as well, and there's some. I think there's some fairness in what you're saying from this standpoint, and myself. Consider myself thinking of myself to a degree uh, a little old school. I'm not as I'm not happily married like a Frank is or whatever. No, she was happily married, by the way, for anybody that's wondering, uh, the you know, the context that they're coming from. So, we're talking to you know, two guests here who are successfully married, giving us this context. Uh, but I'll highlight uh, some, some aspects again as I watch this thing play out on social media. There is an aspect which I'm old school in a sense, kind of like Frank mentions to a degree. I'll use this word. A woman's essence typically has been enough because of what O'Shun said in the very beginning of the show. Historically, our women have more than show improved added to us, even if the initial thing I saw in her was her essence, was her beauty. If 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 I brought enough to the table, again I'm using this figuratively me in the past, that as a man, if I brought enough to the table, it was you know, in a sense, She probably, the old school way, she probably had suitors. So, therefore, I was willing to step into the competition. I gather her. She's beautiful. And we make this family together. Well, she's definitely added, and as Oshun said, proofs in the pudding through all the statistical data that you can when it comes to how a man improves, in a sense, from being in a marriage in which they stay in um, versus being single or, you know, having to go through several marriages, if you will. So, lot of benefit that just in her essence and beauty alone, I've always appreciated just the essence of a woman. However, when you say, you know, kind of working through what else are you going to bring in this culture where it's swipe left, sw- you know, swipe right, if you will, there is an aspect. And I think this is, the, uh, this is my long road to where it's fair about what you're asking. There is an aspect that some people are buying into the flip side of it to where in a sense, a woman has to do nothing. While I'm in that old school mindset, there's not much that she has to do, if you will. I actually feel that way. I do see some sisters running with it to the degree that they literally think me being beautiful is enough alone, and I'll go to Oshun here. They ain't willing to make a sandwich for their brother because she had a post that I think is perfect to highlight at this moment, if you will. Let me go to this break, Oshun, because I definitely want to hear your thoughts about what I just said, and you can bring out that post where a, a sister didn't want to make a sandwich for her, for, for her, I guess, mate or something like that. I, I I just happened to catch that post, and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring that into this show. So uh, but we will. We'll go to this break, and we'll be right back and listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show where all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Elfram Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases, and for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by eXp Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922.
6: For all the success stories that we see in traders, there are countless others, thousands, even millions of others, of unsuccessful people who were wiped out. Again, that money had to come from somewhere. These are the first questions that keep you in the game because, again, what trading is not, is not a game. Trading is a practice, is art and science in a way that if you do it correctly, you can make money. This course is designed to help you as a trader, as a young, burgeoning trader, or if you've had some experience and maybe some difficulties in trading, to understand the elements that are involved in what makes trading as hard and competitive and hopefully see some of the success that you probably thought that you would have in the first place.
0: Find Blacks Academy on YouTube at Blacks Academy, B L A X E. Academy. This morning's discussion question: What do women bring to the table? Special guest co-host Oshun Ojo, special guest Frank Rivers and Mark Anthony Oshun. If you will, Mark said, "Hey, I don't want no beautiful sister that ain't gonna make me a sandwich." Your
10: thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's hilarious. Um, that's because Mark values a woman who can make a sandwich. Some men don't care about a woman who makes a sandwich, and that's why. You know that question is kind of um, funny to ask about what you bring because I, I may think that being a chef is something that you can bring to the table, but the man says I grew up in a home where my dad cooks and I do all the cooking. They don't care. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb and say that most men, um, if they're looking for a wife, they want somebody who will at least make them a sandwich. And, I, and and to to get to the post that you were talking about, I think it's less about the sandwich and more about the act of service. Um, mm-hmm. From your spouse particularly being a woman and black women have i i call it the swing of the pendulum you know we went from being truly slaves you hear people online you hear people in person they say my grandmother had 15 kids and took care of her husband and worked two jobs she washed clothes on the side and cleaned homes and she cooked three meals a day like literal slavery these women worked their worked their way into the grave they had all kinds of illnesses associated with being heartbroken and unhealthy because they didn't tend to themselves So we went from that to um, if a woman posted she made a sandwich for her husband on the Internet, people were attacking her. And that particular post you're talking about, it was an Instagram post, I believe, maybe it was Twitter that I took a a screenshot of, where Mm -hmm. um, a woman said something like, um, uh, oh, y'all silly women, y'all are getting up and packing your man lunch for the day and y'all both headed to work? And another sister responded something to the effect: "I'm not looking at it, so forgive me if I'm misquoting." Well, you're, you're right. Another sister, oh, what? Okay. okay, another sister looked at it and said something like, um, uh, "Absolutely, I'm making my man his lunch. We're saving money. We're trying to buy a house. We got things to do. We got a legacy to build. So yeah, I'm making his lunch, and I'm saving, you know, as an, as a show of love and care, and I'm also saving money for us." And then someone else, another sister, commented, came and commented and said something like. How come you don't already have your own shit? Why don't you have your own house? Why are you you selling yourself in slavery to only save $400 a month in in, in food? And if he's poor and can't afford to feed you um, fast food every day, then why would you marry him anyway? And just on and on and really attacked her. And there was a long list. I I took a screenshot of one, but there was a long list of women who echoed that sentiment like, nah, I'm not doing anything for a man ever. And so black women have gone from being servants, expected to be servants, and uh, working ourselves into the grave to the swing of the pendulum, pendulum to the complete other side, where we believe that showing a man any um, act of service is to be subservient to him and to be we, we don't want to do that. We're too strong for that. Um, there there has to be some middle ground, in, in my estimation.
0: I mean, my favorite part of the post, and I want to hear Frank's thoughts as he hears you know, this dialogue, but my favorite part, Queen, was He's like, if I don't want to make the Negro a sandwich, I definitely ain't giving him none. So why what are, what are y'all doing out yeah, here? And
10: that's what I said. I'm like, y'all sleeping with men that you can't make a sandwich
2: for me. <laughs> Baby, I'm happy to get up and make my sandwich for my husband. What he he earned that plus more. So yeah, I'm like, you you don't have sexual access to me if I can't make you a sandwich, listen. All
0: right, Frank. Um, your thoughts? Because again, I think that pendulum swing is part of the dynamic, like to a degree. We will have heard something so long or been taught something so long, and unfortunately, this is all part of the resulting from, in a sense, the breakdown of our family if we're just going to get to the why of it, right? And so some things, even even those who are looking to others or those who are shaming others, a lot of what they've learned has come not just from listening to social media, quote-unquote, gurus, but they've been taught it from a young age. You know, we talk about you know that kind of thing. So that pendulum swing has been difficult, and it makes things, in my opinion, more difficult out here in the relationship game. Your thoughts, uh, Frank? Yeah, man, you know, that's funny to me. You know, let me tell you
4: something. I don't care how successful I am or how, you know, how prosperous my household is, man, I, I'm going to need a sandwich. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need the fixings on it. I'm gonna need my bread toasted. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a drink with it. You know, some cold with some ice in it. You know, I'm, I'm, some tea, whatever. I'm gonna need that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and I don't think it's right for anyone to, any woman to be above that. And so, I laugh at stuff like that because I know the truth. You know, when you love somebody, when a woman loves somebody he's going to feed that man. Like, I, I I don't care what people say. Look, you know, I know we're on social media,
10: Period. It, you know,
4: and we, and, and we get to, after, true. Absolutely. And, and we get to, you know, be somebody that we're really not on social media, but you know, women have, have done everything for men. Women have, you know, Taking dope across state lines for a man. You may tell me you're not gonna make that man a sandwich like stop. You know, if if you're really into him like that, you're gonna you're gonna make sure he's nurtured and and, and fed and taken care of, period. But I just think it goes to, you know, we we're we're in a place of, of of fear. And and no one wants to be finessed. And so it's like if I do anything for him, it's gonna look goofy to people and it's gonna look like he's finessing me. And if a man does anything for a woman you know, if, if he takes care of her, if he provides for her, he's a simp, you know, he's he's this, he's that. And so, you know, everybody's coming from a place of fear and from a place of trauma. And so it's like and now and fortunately, that's where the data market is right now. How can I get the most from this woman and give the absolute least? And how can I give the most how can I get the most from this man while give while giving him the the, the least amount as possible. And and that's unfortunately where, where the data market is right now. But and for men who a lot of times who ask this question, also I think as men we've devalued uh, the power of women. We've, we've devalued their womanness, and so we've basically taken what a good woman can do for us and said, okay, I can get any woman to do that, and I can get any person to do that. Um, I don't care that you're a good cook; I can get a chef. I can, you know, I can do this. I, I don't care that you. Um, take pride in nurturing a home because I can get a maid. I can get somebody to do that. Look, if it was that easy to to just go out here and pay for stuff, everybody with money would have it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's not that easy. And so we have to – I get it, fellas. You've been hurt. A woman lied to you. A woman played you. She finessed you. I get it. But don't devalue the power of of, of a woman. And don't devalue her woman. If there are things that a good woman can do for you that a maid can't, a personal assistant can't, a a business partner can't. You know what I mean? And and you see it everywhere. The most powerful, you can't name, you can't show me a powerful man. The majority of men in this world who who have something of value, they have a woman close to them. They have a wife. They have a family. They have women around them um, to support them, to nurture them, to to watch their blind spot, to use the power of her intuition to help them to achieve greatness. And so, don't allow bad relationships that you've been in to to devalue the power of a woman, a good woman. Even if she's, even if her what she brings to the table isn't what you are looking for, it doesn't mean that she should be um, looked at as less of a person. She's just not a good fit. And so, I, 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 for you, and I will land the plane right there.
2: Mark, wait, did uh, we say that? Brother? Did we say that brother's married? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, right, happy Frank is married? Okay. Frank,
1: I was trying to hook you up. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on now. Uh-oh. Frank ain't the only one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey Mark, Mark. Hey Mark. Mark out here. Walk out here. And, and let me say yes. this: I was about to talk about Mark. So what I was going to say about Mark. Uh, Mark is a, uh, just to g- get some context. Mark is a younger brother that's been a part of Middle Dollar for, as he said, almost a decade now, um, and he's a mature brother. And so as he, I wanted to ask you, Mark, as you hear Frank and Oshun kind of break things down. From their perspective and, you know, you kind of being on the market and Frank highlighting that the market now is a bunch of people trying not to be finessed, a lot of people in fear-based. I know you're um, witnessing that firsthand, but I know you don't move that way. You, you've you done the personal work, uh, you know, and that type of thing. And so you're in the space very differently than the majority of the market. So I was interested in your thoughts of, of you know, having to kind of be full-fledged. I'm in the market as well. But you know, as an older brother, I'm not swiping left. That ain't my style. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to figure it out without being online. So, so, so. Uh, with that said, uh, what are your thoughts as you, you know, as you're navigating those waters, if you will? As, as again, me giving you credit, knowing you're not doing it from a place of fear, even though you've had your own personal circumstances as well. Your thoughts, King.
3: Yeah, so I'll say this. Uh, the dating market is very interesting. Uh, I always appreciate the perspective of long married individuals. Uh, um, I think what happens now, and Frank is right, there's a lot of fear in the market. There's a lot of uh, what can you do for me immediately. I So I actually like dating. I like the it's, – sometimes it's an adventure for me, uh, but even still, even if I am dating uh a, a person or, or maybe even a couple of people, depending on how the pendulum shifts, uh, you do see like I love to show up and be intentional and I'm cognizant of everything from what you say you like to what the weather's gonna to be to not make to making sure we have uh just complete engagement and you see I see time and time again, and it's not just me, it's, it's my other friends who are intentional there is a a lack of enthusiasm and it's almost like, so when I hear this question coming from men to women, I'm on the other end where I'm literally on these dates trying to curate a very genuine fun experience, but sometimes they won't even allow that to happen because of their, their wanting to date, they're wanting to be married, but that doesn't match the initiative that they put out there. And that can be exhausting in itself because, I I've been in many of situations where I still have to quote unquote prove myself even though I'm doing all of the work. I'm setting up all the dates. I am very intentional about the questioning. And these people, these people that you go out with and swipe culture doesn't always allow for you to um get to know somebody in depth because people tend to text all the time and the communication just isn't isn't on par the way you would want. And so you kind of have to succumb to the way dating happens now. Um, it can be exhausting.
0: Um, yeah, I'm struggling with me. that part, brother. I'm, I'm definitely struggling yeah, you, with that part. I always I'm, find I'm, that funny because you, you – I'm, I'm, I'm traumatized by texting. <laughs> I'm traumatized I'm, by texting. I mean that sincerely. <laughs> Go ahead, brother.
3: No, I think that's funny because you've literally curated a, a community of individuals that I would think uh I don't know, maybe almost look up to you like everybody I can see everybody wanting Montoya just because they want that leader, they want that 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 person that galvanizes like I, it's always interesting that you are you are out here me it's, it's different, you know. everybody's going to see my. They, they want to
0: text too much to my liking, brother. So, uh, like Frank <laughs> said, <laughs> hey hey, hey and let me also be honest about setting my table to where it needs to be too. So that's part of it, you know. Let me own that too. That's. Gotcha. Yep, absolutely. We I, all I, forget. I, to... Go on, finish your last thought, we're gonna do one more that one more break, and then we're gonna get closing thoughts and get all y'all public information out as well. But give me, yeah, get your last thought in before we go to the last break.
3: I'll say this just quickly. So though I, I do go to therapy, I try to, you know, use my psychology degree on myself. And I try to make sure that I put myself around women who are uh, honest in their communication about me, even platonically. And so I try to check myself. But it, it oftentimes in the date market, it just doesn't seem like it's enough. I I get questioned about even my intentions two, three months in when I'm showing you and I'm and I'm telling you, and everything it's, is in alignment. That you can't get past somebody else's
0: hurt; they just have to do it for themselves. And that's uh, it's huge. a lot out there, right? Now. Yeah, that's huge. What you just said—you can't get past somebody's hurt. Um, that's one of the biggest points that's been made to today. And 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 if you're unaware of that, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. But I also would advise, as Frank said, if it's taking all of that. And once you realize that It's just not a fit Despite what you see in them It's just not going to be a fit Until they're able to do that We're up against a break We'll be right back And listening to The Mental Dialogue Talk Show But all I ask Is that you think
10: Hey Where did you get that hat And t-shirt I like that
0: Oh I got this At moneymotivation.com It's fresh right
10: Yes and I love the message on it too You are the hustle, huh?
0: That's what the shirt says I am the hustle They embody the entrepreneurial spirit And what I like the most It's more than a brand It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work And expect to have the final things in life I also follow them on Instagram Check this post out
10: If you believe money is the root of all evil You're using it wrong?
0: Or how about this one Excuses made zero dollars an hour
10: I like those What's their IG?
0: At moneymotivation.co.
10: But do they have any ladies gear? Yes,
0: you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Cause I look like money. Smell like money. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business, for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478 781 4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Are you intimidated by money? While well, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves, when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Monday, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter on the mental dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Again, super excited about Monday nights, Making Money Matter Mondays with Ashley Thomas and Dr. Katrina Pittman. Our special guest is Mark Ranger, financial executive from a Fortune 200 company. As we basically break down, you don't want to miss this, It's titled Creating a Guide to Your Financial Literacy. And so you're going to get to see two finance professionals go back and forth about the financial literacy information that we should have as adults, as children. While they're doing that, you can ask questions because everybody's situation is different. It's a very unique way that we're approaching this. Um, If you pay attention to the top of the hour break, if you're listening, again, we are much more than just a talk show. This is just our communication and conversation to get to the actions. Speaking of that, we got Monday night Zoom, and we also are doing our first offline event uh, for Making Money Matters, where we'll be going to, for Keith's book, a black-owned uh, bookstore on Auburn Avenue here in the city, and we're actually going to be doing uh, Monopoly. So it's only $7 to attend, refreshments we be serve. And we're basically gaining financial literacy through Monopoly. If you're just now being familiar with our show, go back and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and definitely look up to why black families should have a once-a-month Monopoly night. One of my best shows. I enjoyed it. Did it a couple of months ago with Ashley Thomas. So just highlighting the additional things we do besides being doing this on Saturday morning. So support us. Also, get the website back up, mentaldialogue.com. Become a member if you're in Atlanta. Take place in some of our offline events. With that said, this morning's discussion question What do women bring to the table? Special guest co host Ojun Ojo, as well as our special guest Mark Anthony from Black Men and Cigars, as well as Frank Rivers, Views from the Man Cave. I would like to offer for this discussion this morning, Um, as we've kind of got into some of the nuance and um oh soon you you've been on the show enough you should know we not gonna do what you thought we was gonna do. You know what I mean? You got you <laughs> I, I I I earned that by now. You was on here a couple of the last time you was on here talking about you know, we the best podcast out here. So you know how we do, it man. You, gotta,
2: you are always, but I also know that you like to bring a variety of of um, you know, points of view. And also I got PTSD. I'd be out here fighting some all my life I had to fight.
0: <laughs> nah, so Nah I feel you So let me add what you just said Let me add this to the context of this question So I think in this dialogue We've all agreed there's a, a, a Energy that this question can be brought from That's coming from a bad space But ultimately what I would Like for anybody listening To consider Two things in the modern Because that word got used earlier In the modern day and age So unfortunately something that we're, that we're moving from, and that's why we see some of these fears, not wanting to be finessed, is unfortunately in the modern era we've learned to enter into relationships from a selfish standpoint. In a sense, you were focused on, what, you, in a sense, if you would, what you had to do with one another to maintain not only the relationship, but you were doing it for the reason of the legacy and the children that come behind you, and that has been in a sense, the afterthought. And so that's why you do enter the conversation, you know, mistakenly from the standpoint of what can you do for me? Frank, you've been beautifully laying out the, the the approach that I'm assuming you and your wife take, but it's the reality of this aspect. You know, we now we get to explore these existential thoughts in the modern era of love languages and things of that nature. Uh, but, Going into the relationship, you've pointed out on, on social media, going into a relationship, trying to figure out what this person can do for you instead of asking your partner what do they need and that's the catalyst for great relationships. But we're moving from an opposite standpoint. So if you could speak on that, King for your final thought, if you will, I wanted to just kind of direct you to that because I've seen you beautifully lay that out. So if you would give us a final thought to include that information and give out your social media information as well, I appreciate it, King.
4: Sure. Um, I'm, I'm very, you know, honored um, to be a part of this platform. Um, I've met some very beautiful people here and I hope to get, all of their information and social media handles and stuff so that I can tap into them and in what they're doing. Um, so I, I feel very honored to be a part of this. Show, and and I'll definitely, um, you know, by your permission and by God's permission, I would love to come back. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been out the game for a while. Um, you know, I'm I'm dry. You know, I've been married 15 years. You know, I mean, I, I actually met, I met my wife on, on Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? That's how long I've been out the game.
10: <laughs> um, but,
0: uh,
4: you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, you know I, I would just say to the fellas who you know who feel like they need to ask this question or that's important to them. You know, relationships are like a tide, man. They ebb and flow, and you can't rush it. You know, there's no question you can ask up front that's going to take you away from the journey that you're going to have to go on if you're looking for a young lady um to align with and, and to build a legacy with. You know what I mean? So you have to go through the process. You have to allow her to show you who she is, what she's about, and decide at that time if she's good, um if, if she's a good fit for you. So, you know, trust the process, um, you know, ebb and flow. It's gonna take you where where it takes you and if that's somewhere you don't want to go then you hop off. But um but just make sure at the end of the day that you have a table. You know what I mean? Make build that table make it nice, make it strong, make it sturdy, make sure the foundation is on point, and one, and focus on that table being built by you, by your hands. And then once you build that table, then you invite that young lady to it, and you can ask her in your own unique way what she brings to it. But have a table first. And if that woman is the woman that she's supposed to be for you, and if she's naturally that, um, she's going to decorate that table, man. She's going to make sure that table is beautiful, and she's going to make sure that it's some nice, you know, uh, Edible arrangements on that table, she's going to take care of you but, but but you just focus on making sure you have that table built first before you ask her um, and demand or command of her to tell you what she brings to it. Um, that's my final thought. I'm, I'm Frank, um, you can find me on on Facebook, Instagram, uh, clubhouse. if you just search my name, Frank Rivers, um, or if you from the man cave on Instagram, um, you will find me there. Um, and so I, I close with that man, but again, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the d- discussion.
0: I'm I'm, I'm glad to have you great great first first visit mark um uh, quick final thought and contact information for you as well
3: so I'm definitely aligned with Frank in that um I think that men do need to especially if you're going to take a leadership role and you need to make sure everything is in order for you and at least on the upward trajectory um struggle stories aren't cute it's not sexy I know we want to have them for the long haul, but, you know, get yourself financially stable, get yourself emotionally stable, go to therapy, find your therapeutic process, find your calm space, and be able to live your life in a happy and healthy way so you can make happy and healthy decisions as you choose your companion. And then you don't have to ask questions like that. You will have a great understanding of yourself and be able to attract the type of quality of individuals and be discerning enough to do that. Um, in a way that don't lead you to silly-ass questions like this. But um, y'all can find me on Black Men and Cigar Podcast on YouTube. Uh, y'all can find the Black Men and Cigar Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And then uh, my personal Instagram is bensocial.distancing. Um, it probably won't age well after the pandemic is all cleared up, but that's the name.
0: <laughs> no, I like it. Um for the callers, fortunately, we are in our lag segment. Won't be able to get you in. Uh, Oshun, if you will, thank you, Queen, for holding me down. Once again, as a Queen's Intellect member, um, let them know how they can stay in contact with you. And uh, we only got a couple of minutes, so I don't really have time for I want to give one final thought before I go. So if you could just let them know how they can stay in contact with you. But you've been beautiful in the context of your post is why we did this. So thank you, Queen.
2: My pleasure. Um, yeah, you can reach me on um, Facebook um uh, but however i will tell you that i'm usually in facebook jail i'm i'm constantly being banned from facebook but that's where i spend most the bulk of my social media time you can find me at um oshun ia, ia Ibeji shango on facebook you can find me on instagram at house of oyin um i'm also the director of public relations for be like a girl you can find us um at be like a so if you're a black woman under the age of 25 or you have a child of african uh, african um, girl child, um, I'm sorry, uh, girl child of African descent, um, age seven to twenty-five. If you go to www.be like a girl.org, we have a plethora of um, opportunities for girls to get into STEM. Um, and just one final thing that I want to say is that uh, Black love is Black power, and we have to work through these uh, relationships, relationship issues, because if we're going to survive as Black people, we have to have the foundation of the Black marriage.
0: We have to have it. My favorite hashtag, Healthy Marriage Before Children, and I would highlight again with this question, uh, the best thing you could ever do is ask yourself this question. Um, And if you're able to answer the question for yourself, then you won't be triggered by someone else asking and if they're coming with the energy where it's just to downgrade you, whether it's coming from a like Mark said, from a, a woman in the past saying you're not good enough, if you will, that's kind of where it comes from, or the energy now where a man's basically using it to try to tear a sister down. Uh, when you see that energy run, um, which is the same thing o- Oshun said on her post that brought this post brought this show about, and so absolutely run from that situation, but you can answer it for yourself, and I'm still answering it for myself uh, because when you bring your table What you're looking for will attract to you, and those dialogues will be completely different. With that said, we're going see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.